Hi, you're listening to the free version of the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. Thank you for listening. Most of this stuff I have put in my feed. I've just parked it there on Substack Notes as curation. So I invite you to go to substack.com forward slash at Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A-M-D-E-N. Um, and you will find a whole thread of recurrent sources and news availability for you. Um, so I am hunting for something very specific and that is the BGI, which for some reason between this week and last week kind of got scrubbed. I can't find a lot on it. There's a light on, here's a light here. China's Cyberspace Administration releases interim rules regulating the use of generative AI. So they've got a plan. Um, It's going to be, the draft rules were released in April of 2023. So this is uh, a note from Davis Wright Tremaine. So in comparing the two versions, the new rules tone down a number of obligations for generative AI service providers. One such provider would be WorldCoin in the BRICS. So this is all in the containment field of what we're talking about here. Uh, For example, the new rules attach equal importance to development and security and encourage the innovation and development of generative AI. The rules dropped and proposed prohibitions on user profiling use a real name verification and a requirement to take measures within three months through model optimization training to prevent illegal content from being generated again. Note that generative AI service providers may still be subject to the requirements of verifying a user's real identity under the cybersecurity law of the People's Republic of China. Ain't no privacy in China because China owns everybody in China. What's interesting that I discovered this week, I just wanted to put it on a sidebar, as we go back in time, back, back, back into time, back into like 20, 2015, 2016, when the Equifax hack happened. Okay, fast forward to today, there are people who are using Equifax as a third party identity processor for i9s. So that they can put migration or verification of citizenship with DHS for for documents. So Equifax, the the partner in crime, the, the, the least secure vesicle, I guess, cut a deal... And put themselves in that terrible space where now they have to be a facilitator or a third-party proving agency for the U.S. government to to not get killed financially or get put out of uh, commission. Uh, what that how that doesn't comfort me is that when a an employer opts to use Equifax as a third-party prof like processor for your identity documents. I feel like China can get you. Why do I feel that way? Because there is a copycat in Vancouver who took all the information from Equifax that that was stolen 
And then they made a new credit agency, which brings you Credit Karma today. Every time you use that Credit Karma product, you are proffering a Chinese knockoff of Equifax in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I just wanted to remind you about that. Okay, I'll move on. And I am so sorry that this this episode's turned out to be like China's a bad guy, but they are. They're such. They're so so the villain in this one, precisely because U.S. virologists have collaborated with a Chinese research group identified as a national security. Senators demand Department of Agriculture turn over records documenting ties to Chinese BGI group, EcoHealth Alliance, and the Earth Biogenome Project. This is a big deal and it is so awful that you need to pay attention in a filing placed in the federal register last march department of commerce added two subsidiaries of the chinese biotech company behind the earth biogenome project to its list of entities that post risks to national security or foreign policy placing trade restrictions on china's bgi group and its many aliases Putting a company on commerce entity list is short of a full ban, but serves as a federal recommendation that U.S. organizations proceed with caution when dealing with such businesses. Founded in 1999, BGI Group is the world's largest genetic research company. However, BGI has long been dogged by allegations of spying on Western companies and serving as a corporate front for the People's Liberation Army. Among our concerns, quote, is the People's Republic of China government collaboration with several of those firms for state surveillance, societal control, and military research in China, a U.S. intelligence official told the Financial Times regarding BGI Group in April. And the source of this is the actually the Disinformation Chronicle from one Paul D. Thacker. A Reuters investigation in 2021 found that the company collaborated with the People's Liberation Army on a prenatal test sent worldwide to gather and analyze the genetic data of pregnant women. And it is creepy. BGI is still soliciting genetic data of women in Uruguay, and they're so hesitant to give them any. You go, Uruguayan women. You have good intuition. Don't give them anything. Give them, give them nothing. A Wall Street Journal investigation found that BGI Group used a COVID pandemic to gain entry into U.S. markets selling products and equipment at low or no cost, a ploy to gather genetic material. BGI has undoubtedly taken advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic to expand its research and reach around the world, including the United States. Bill Vania, director of U.S. government's National Counterintelligence and Security Center, told the journal. In one example, BGI offered free COVID-19 testing to a U.S. embassy in the Middle East, but they were refused. No. One of BGI's most ambitious projects is the Earth Biogenome Project, an effort involving American research institutes to sequence and catalog a majority of the planet's species. They must be working with aliens because they may not know. That's that's a funny joke. So weeks before, if it's later confirmed, it's not my fault. Weeks before the Department of Commerce warned this march of trade restrictions, the Earth Biogenome Project disappeared their web page. Oh, I knew it. Disappeared their web page 
listing their institutional members, including BGI Group, Baylor College of Medicine, Duke University, Dalhousie University, and the British Columbia Cancer Research Center. Ooh, look at this. Earlham Institute, EMBL, the George Washington University of Washington, D.C., the Virome Project Australian Museum. There are more. An archived version of the Earth's Biogenome Project website lists academic representatives as Eric Jarvis of Rockefeller Institute, Warren Johnson and Jonathan of Connington Smithsonian Institution, Pamela Soltis of the University of Florida, Ann Yoder of Duke University, Scott Edwards of Harvard, Harris Lewin of UC Davis, and Joanna Mazet of the Global Virome Project and UC Davis. As previously reported, U.S. Agency for the International Development of USAID official Dennis Carroll started the Global Virome Project in sometime around 2019 with funds he illegally diverted from USAID, a project called PREDICT in all caps. Anything in all caps is a clandestine agency project. <laughs> But this is P-R-E-D-I-C-T. It's probably an acronym for something. After retiring, Carol then joined Global Virome Project's board along with Joanna Mazet of UC Davis, Peter Daszak of the nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance, and Jennifer Grady of the Gates Foundation. CBS News reported last March that USAID's Inspector General opened a criminal investigation into EcoHealth Alliance's billing practices and the misappropriation of federal funds to start the Global Virome Project. You should all be aware. You should all be aware. Tell it high and low. This is what's going on. So, <clears throat> so there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, all this scraping of genomic data and, and biosecurity. So the Byline Times had a subsequent... Uh, BGI headline. I want to get back to it. Controversial Chinese company BGI Genomics found to have worked with at least 16 UK universities. Here is the headline. The genome sequencing company also administers China's National Gene Bank, which is part of the state surveillance of minorities that facilitates the mass detention of Uyghurs. This is John Lubbock and Daisy Sternhardt of the Byline Times. At least 16 academic institutions in the UK have done joint work with Chinese genomic company BGI Genomics or its subsidiaries. An investigation by Byline Times can reveal Chinese genome sequencing company was founded in 1999 and has since grown into a global business collaborating on research projects around the world with academic and medical institutions. It also administers China's National Gene Bank, which is part of the state surveillance of minorities that facilitates the mass detention of Uyghurs. The Evening Standard has previously reported that BGI Group, which runs a state-owned National Gene Bank, is believed to have significant and long-standing ties to the Chinese Communist Party and the country's military. The report also notes that two BGI Group subsidiaries have been blacklisted by the U.S. Department of Commerce for their involvement in unethical surveillance of ethnic minorities in China and ethnic minorities worldwide, I would add to that. BGI made headlines in 2021 
when a report from Reuters revealed that their neonatal genetic testing kits was harvesting genetic data of millions of women around the world. Stay out of it, Uruguay. Stay out of it. Don't go anywhere near those BGI kids. Mm-mm. Additionally, in March 2023, conservative MP George Freeman said that the company had repeatedly attempted to hack into Genomics England to gain access to the NHS genetic database of UK citizens. How dare they? Despite the Reuters report in 2021, BGI Genomics was awarded, oh my God, 10 0.8 million pounds contract to undertake genomic testing of COVID samples in August of 2021. BJI was also listed as an unapproved or an approved, sorry, approved supplier on three framework agreements with Public Health England. They have made bad judgments before. You remember that time when they contracted Google to do their health services and Google agreed not to, uh, not to share the data with itself and and kind of keep it contained in in a a health services silo and then they didn't do that and they took the data anyway and used it as open source stuff and there was a giant breach yeah they they've made some bad decisions in the past this weekend a group of human rights activists doctors scientists and lawyers has written to the secretary of state for education Jillian Keegan asking the government to establish an inquiry into the extent of academic partnerships with BGI in the UK. Byline Times. Everybody know it. Byline Times. <clears throat> so that kind of buttons up my my point, 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 and counterpoint. So um, just a variety of sources there for you. Uh, please subscribe to my Substack. That would be liberty in many directions. We're still trying to get uh, get those surveys filled out by the presidential candidates that are there. Uh, they may thin out over time. But the purpose of the survey is to get their positions on counter-terror, which at this point is a bad household name because they've abused those powers so terribly. But nobody still wants to come out to bat against ter- counter-terror law, which is just... A- just a veneer, just a veneer for violating um, U.S. civil and privacy rights and, and our constitutional rights, unfortunately. Uh, if they could have put guardrails and useful limitations on the government to regard our rights, but that wasn't the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law was to be deeply invasive and, you know, it has become a totalitarian um, tool. And in many cases, it has been... Uh, the Patriot Act in particular in 2018 was ruled unconstitutional for its its uses against the American people. So um, with that, I just wanted to wrap this up. <clears throat> that, you know, there, there is a diverse amount of threats that are out there um, using AI and AI is involved in social media, it's involved in our banking sector, it's involved in cryptocurrency. Um, I wanted to put a couple of call-in um, notes. There's just, there's just too much content, uh, but I wanted to put the most threat-worthy stuff up on this Tuesday. I, I ended up taking the weekend out because I, had, I, I was just completely flooded. 
I, I have to admit that I was completely flooded. I didn't know which direction to take because it seemed like it was kind of coming in from all, all directions. So my blog is called Liberty in Many Directions. So when the threats come in from all directions, I have to kind of recalculate and kind of prioritize, kind of get above it somehow, you know, mentally in order to make a holistic view of, of what's really going on. Um, the government still has a long way to go. Uh, I do still believe that there is kind of a cold legal civil war, if, if nothing else, uh, against the American public. There is, there's a cadre of people in Washington, D.C. who don't like constitutional um, republic government that, that is the basis of, of legal government that we have right now. They, ju they just don't like it. They don't want to use it. They don't want to operate within it. And they don't like to be held accountable by it. So they're choosing to ignore it. And as such, that has become a form of corruption. And so because they are kind of grouping together now to enable one another in this, this force of corruption, um, they're vouching for each other. They're walking out of committee hearings on valid concerns that are brought by members of their own committee and the public. Uh, they, they just get up and walk out. Um, you know, this is all coming to a head. So just put your prayers up for a decluttering or a clearing of this larceny on the public payroll. Because they're, they're literally stealing from the American people if we cannot get the type of government that we pay into and are held accountable to. We're supposed to obey the laws and go, that's our good faith effort towards our government. That's our duty towards our government. Uh, they equally have a duty to conform to the laws and to performance of their of their offices in a non-abusive way, in a servant way towards the American people. They have lost that completely. It has become a, a wholly self, um, self-profiting pursuit to go into government for some of these corrupt folks. Um, Hunter Biden, I mean, it's just all over the place uh, that he is, is as briberous as Sam Bankman Freed. It's like the same type of disease. And they need to, to keep perspective. I'm very grateful for the weaponization committee because they're, they're doing great work. And um, the people called to hold oversight accounting of our, of our government agencies are, are doing a big work. And so um, I just want to put a note of thanks out there for the public servants who are staying on track, they're, they're serving their people, they're, they're, they're listening to their constituents' concerns and, and trying to make valid policy changes and, and doing service for their districts, um, doing the, the regular routine, um, unsung work of, of uh, representation. Because when you're surrounded by a lot of corruption, it's hard to not be influenced by it. So keep your head up. Keep thinking the right things instead of the wrong things. Um, and obey the law. You know, try, try, to, try to go along with our laws as, as best as you possibly can. It's totally avoidable in m most cases, but they're going to try to, to 
coerce you, if they're using coercion, you know, it's probably not a good path to go down anyway. So don't betray yourself. Don't betray your country. This has been Sheila Dean. I'm the unsanctioned citizen signing off here. I appreciate you. And um, we'll have something for you in the coming days. Uh, I wanted to put a note that um, <clears throat> we may be producing more. We may produce a little less. Um, but I think Saturdays have become problematic. So I might produce more during the week. If I can get to Saturday and it's not problematic, um, I will I will produce a Saturday show. But right now, things are, I'm just going to answer um, the content flow where it's thick and um, and where the crisis is mounting. So it's kind of like firefighting. You just kind of go where it is. And so I may produce more. I may not produce as much, but I will definitely produce at least one podcast or more a week. I produced two last week, uh, but they weren't on Substack. So I will I will put those uh, in the sources for the program for you today. So please come back. Please subscribe. Please refer others and stay informed. Um, everyone has power, especially you. This has been the free version of the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. For the complete version, please subscribe at SheilaMDean.substack.com. Till next time.